there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one restorative page of Talmud every day. And the question at the heart of today's Daftani 12 is one that I have pondered for many, many years. It may even be one of the central questions of my existence. And here it is. What precisely is a nap? Have a listen. The Gemara asks, what are the circumstances of dozing? Rav Ashi said, one is asleep, but not fully asleep, awake, but not fully awake. This means that if they call him, he will answer, but he cannot give a coherent reason. And when we remind him of something that just happened, he remembers it. The question of what exactly constitutes sleep is very important for those observing the particular halachot of fasting. A fast has to do with the cycle of when you're sleeping and when you're awake. But the larger question at the heart of the page, what exactly does it mean to nap, is something that I think every one of us could relate to, which is why for the first time ever in this show's history, I am joined by not one, but two world-class experts, my dear friends and co-hosts of an Orthodox podcast, Stephanie Botnick. Hello. And Mark Oppenheimer. <sighs> Mark, wake up. <laughs> what? Mark. Yes. We start with you. Yes, sir. Uh, as, as someone who has very deep thoughts yes. about the art and science yes. of napping, yes. kindly answer this age-old rabbinic conundrum. What precisely is a nap? Okay, well, I'm going to, uh, to defer to uh, one of the, the Rav's in training, one of the heirs to the corduroy court, my daughter, Anna who is, you know, corduroy skirt royalty. Before she drifts off to sleep, she's reading and and Sid goes and lies with her for a little bit and then she hands off to me and I go and lie with her. There's a whole choreography because there are many children to be to be lain next to and read with and wrestled with and all, you know, there's a there are Google documents involved in in who gets mom and dad's attention before bedtime. And when I lie with Anna, it is often at that postprandial hour, uh, you know, dinner's been had, dessert even has been had. I'm, you know, coming to the end of a long day. I got up too early. I didn't sleep. It's 8.15-ish maybe. So I'm not ready for the full sleep. But if, if I lie down and I'm, let's say I'm reading a book that's not lighting me on fire, um, I may doze off. And Anna developed a term for this. Um, she would shake me and say, dad, stop hashooing. And I would say, hashooing? What, what are you talking about? What do you mean hashooing? And she would say, you know, and she felt that there was like the sound of napping was hashoo. And that the verb was was ha, was to hashu. Hashem would and, agree. Yeah. So what she would say is, if there's hashuing, then you are napping. My feeling is that actually, you know, uh, as is so often with the Talmud, it's the beginning of the discussion, but it's never the end, right? And and there are, you know, I think every every Jewish community will have its own decisor who will who will weigh in. I think that the Talmud sets up a good framework for discussion, but really what it invites is a proliferation of terms: dozing, napping. Um, catnapping, uh, hashuing. These you, are all. You want to further complicate. I things. want to further complicate things because you want I to think. Classify look, it. when I pull over in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, when I'm falling asleep on the road, and I pull off, I can put the car in park, lie back in my seat, recline the seat, and get five minutes of sleep. And you're good. And I'm good. Like, and then I'm bam, I'm ready to go. Like that catnap, and, and I can. Do you fall. get a coffee at the Dunkin' Donuts, or is the sleep all yeah, you need? Yeah. So here's the thing: you pull off, you recline, put it in park, recline the seat, put on maybe you know some some smooth jazz and then set the app on your phone for eight minutes. I'll be asleep within one, I'll get seven minutes of sleep, pop the seat back up, put on some good music, go through the drive-through, get an iced, iced coffee, and I'm good to go. Now, is that a nap? It's not a, sense in, a nap in the sense that 
my grandfather would take one where he'd be out from 1 to 3 p.m. It's a, it's constitutionally different. And so again, I think what the Gemara has is the beginning of the discussion, but by no means the end. Stephanie, as the mother of a very as, adorable baby. Yes. As she as, doesn't remember naps. As the parent <laughs> yeah. of a newborn, I'm very, very, very well versed in nap discourse right now. And I want to know what the Talmud thinks about wake windows. I don't know if you guys were doing this back when you guys had kids, but it's like there's the nap and then there's the wake window. And the most important thing about getting your child, your baby, your newborn on a nap schedule is honoring the wake window. And to me, that's like some freaking Talmudic stuff right there, which is like you have to keep them awake after the nap so that they, like, the longer you stretch them out, the better their next nap will be. And I'm like, yes, that makes sense. It's actually not about the nap. It's about the the awake time. It's the negative space around the nap. Exactly. Yeah, I think we used to just call that like, whatever you do, don't, mom, don't let the baby fall asleep. I'm going to go out for two hours. Please keep the baby up till well, I get now back. Now it's like 60 to 90 minutes. Like you wake the baby up from their nap. You feed sure. the baby. I love the term, the wake window. I, th- I think like companies should have this on like schedules for employees. Like between four and six is your wake window. Then there's also the woke window, which is the time during which you have to be very careful about your language. Correct. That's that's from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every that's right. day. That's right. But so so to me, that was really interesting because like I was so focused at the beginning on, on get this baby be down for a nap that I wasn't thinking about. Well, negative space is exactly the way to think about it is sort of like the liminal spot when they're not sleeping is actually as important as the nap. That changed the game for me. That indeed does. And Mark, I love what you said about the, the categorization because it strikes me that if we look at it this way, we could restructure entire days with with wake windows built right in. I mean, I think Maimonides had, had a thing in which, right, he would sleep in very short bursts rather than do the whole night. I actually think that the, the sleep model is broken. I love this notion. It's like intermittent <laughs> fasting for sleeping. That's exactly right. So I what would you, you do? Like seven-minute segments followed by, say, one three-hour segment followed by another, like, three-hour segment. An hour of hashuing. But, but Right. But, yeah. but broken up through the course of 24 hours so you don't have this kind of big block on your schedule in which you're simply not available to do important things. That's, I think, like, the problem with sleep. Right. I mean, the thing about you, Liel, is you don't really sleep. And so you, you are very reachable but for like, what, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. when you do actually go to He's sleep? He's actually offloaded all of his sleep to me because I, <laughs> I, I hashu, I doze, I sleep by the side of the road. I also feel like we should be talking about the, the, the not nap, but the like sitting in a quiet room where you're like, I actually can't go to sleep right now because that'll just ruin me. You know, it's like right. too late to nap, too early to sleep, well, that kind of thing where you're like, I just want to be in darkness. Those of us who practice transcendental meditation, uh, which of course is everyone listening to this show, uh, know that the term for it is falling awake because you feel like you're completely asleep, but at the same time, you're also really, well, for lack of a better term, you're completely awake and cognizant of, of your surroundings. Whenever I try that, I just fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing mantras right now. I'm just going to sleep. It's a great precursor to sleep. Mark Oppenheimer, Stephanie Butnick, thank you so much for being our guest. Snooze you later. Hashu. Hashuing. Hashu to Hashu. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter 
at Take One Daf Yomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>